You might have noticed people who seem to go through life with a, an abundance of faith until something awful happens to someone they love or to them. Why is that? And why are we so surprised when suffering happens? And is there something different than a loss of faith that God has for us in the face of suffering? So my title for today is When Faith Falters, Facing Loss Without Losing Your Faith. Faith often falters in the face of suffering and loss. Some people drift away from faith under the slow atrophy of time with attention to a way of life that doesn't require faith. But for most of us, it's the losses and sufferings of life that impinge upon our faith. As a pastor, I've long noticed three descending levels and layers to life where suffering and faith find their interplay and intensification. So, three levels and layers. As you're reading or listening to this, people around the world right now are dying, being raped, murdered, tortured and displaced. Someone's heart is being torn apart as their partner leaves them for someone else. News from doctors is being broken about a sickness that will curtail life. It's easier to have faith when suffering is far away, not happening to us or those we love, but happening to others. We can believe God is good, sovereign and in control when nothing overly untoward happens to me and those I love. Why does faith suddenly start to falter when bad things happen to those we care about when it didn't stutter before. For something manifests when suffering and loss move closer to home, afflicting our friends and family, and I think what's revealed is that somehow we have believed that bad things should not come close to us, as if faith should make us immune to such events. Closer to home. But live long enough, and awful things will happen to those we love. Eventually, dreadful things will draw even closer and happen to you. Faith falters most often, and most of all, when suffering strikes us personally. When I am taken ill, I lose my job, I am hurt by others, I suddenly find it wasn't faith that my life was built on at all, but rather the belief that life was under control and nothing awful should happen to me. And that is not faith at all. Not so far back in history, death and suffering were an everyday occurrence. Children dying in childbirth and mothers dying giving birth were commonplace, but are now remarkably rare in Western life. All kinds of minor ailments could escalate into severe illness and death without the type of medical interventions we have had in just the last 50 to 70 years. Faith often flourished when life was shorter, more at risk, and suffering was an everyday matter. People who suffered far more than we found that their faith bloomed, where ours often peters out. Indeed, it seems the longer we live and the less we suffer, the more we're unable to have faith in the face of suffering and loss. In our pain, we're prone to withdraw from God, pulled away by our hurt and anger at what is happening to us. Real faith. From the moment we're born, if we have arrived safely into the world, we find that death and suffering still come with us. Every first breath is one closer to our last. The potential for loss, pain and suffering are immediately around us. 
although many try, no amount of good parenting can shield us from the losses inherent to life and living. Indeed, good parents, God-centered parents, will not protect us from life, but will enable us to face it, enter into it, and discover the transformation of pain that is available to us in Christ Jesus. For genuine faith is transfiguring, not avoiding. Christianity is not about avoiding suffering through some name-it-and-claim-it superstition, and it's also not a stoical fatalism and the mere acceptance of fate. Instead, it's something radically different of participation and transformation that can be practiced, where our faith begins to grow and grow instead of dissipating. In Mark 9, Jesus is transfigured on the mountain, his divinity and glory revealed. Yet in this moment of glory, he immediately reminds his disciples of necessary suffering and death. Jesus and scripture remind us and invite us again and again to see how suffering cannot be avoided. But it is instead, if we choose to, the place to participate with God's purposes for us and his creation. Suffering that builds faith. Little deaths and resurrections are available to us. Jesus invites us to pick up our cross and follow him to practice and experience death and resurrection in him. There are Christians who have gone before us that have discovered this to be true. Their life stories shout to us through history, and they are the saints who cheer us on. A good life is not one free of suffering, where pain is held at bay until we finally die. How strange a thing to expect to take part in death itself and resurrection if we have avoided it all of our lives. We do not know when or how we will die, nor how we will feel in our final moments if we are aware of them. But there is a passage through life and experience in Jesus, such that our final death is not a chasm of blind faith and wishful thinking to hurtle over, but it is instead revealed as, yes, an experience we have no power over, but also something that has no power over us in Jesus. Death can be to arrive fully into what is available in part with Christ now in this life. So today we will face our pain and loss. Will we face our pain and loss and take it to Jesus? He sits at the centre of all loss, suffering and pain, calling us. We see this in Matthew 11 verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It is in prayer we most often access this transformation. I close my eyes. I move towards the turbulence in my heart and soul, the place and things that frighten me, but not him. And I meet Jesus there. I let my sufferings be felt, tasted, touched, and borne by him. Then he breathes on me. His blood courses through my veins, and I am filled with his eternal life. And I open my eyes, and I carry resurrection, life, and hope within me. And then one day, at my death, for one last time, I will close my eyes, as is my way in prayer with him. And I will make one final and very practiced moment of death and resurrection. To discover that my present sufferings were indeed nothing compared to the glory he has revealed in me. 
so uh, thank you for listening um, if you want to catch more of these articles and podcasts everything is on my website jasonswanclark.org that's jasonswanclark all one word noianclark.org and uh, on there you'll be able to subscribe to uh, an email newsletter and to push updates to you for new articles um, and all the recordings also you can subscribe to this audio podcast in Spotify, SoundCloud and iTunes and wherever else you catch your podcasts from um, and lastly thank you for listening and if you found this helpful please like and do share with others <laughs>